One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Good Humans podcast with me, Cooper Chapman chatting to the world's best about the inspiring stories that got them to where they are today. Today's episode is brought to you by About Time We Met Skincare, and this stuff has been an absolute game changer for me, and I use it every single day. If you follow me on Instagram, you'd see that every day I have 14 daily habits that I try and tick off, and one of those daily habits is self-care, and About Time We Met has helped me so much with this over the last six months. So every night I use their foaming cleanser to try and wash off the day's kind of dirt and sunscreen and zinc and all that stuff that we end up on our face after a long day of just living life. So I use their foaming cleanser and then I also use their naturally brilliant oil. This stuff is so nice. I put it on my skin, rub it all around and it just soaks it all up, smells so good and it's also good for my mental health. So a few things that I love about About Time We Met is it prides itself on its antioxidant, anti-inflammatory and antimicrobial properties along with mental well-being benefits. It features sandalwood oil which contains a key component called alpha santalol that can help relax and calm your nervous system and has been used for centuries in ayurvedic meditation and practices and also studies have shown that when you apply sandalwood oil topically to your skin this component can work in similar ways to any anxiety medication by interacting with the receptors in your brain to regulate anxiety i absolutely love this stuff i know you guys are going to love it too if you head over to their website about time we met .com.au. You can use the code ACC15 for a big 15% off everything. I know you're going to love their stuff. It's a big part of my daily routine. And I know if you guys use it too, you're probably going to enjoy it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Tag me and both um, about time we met on your social media. would love to know what you think of it. What's going on, you good humans? Welcome to guest episode 144 of Good Humans Podcast with the absolute legend, Brett Vitiolo. This guy has been doing some really cool stuff lately with his Moss X Daily brand. You might know him from Married at First Sight, but his story is something that you guys are going to really enjoy. A big thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Drinker Rapper. I've been so in love with this product for about two years now. Ever since I learned about it, I've been consuming it every single day, and I'm sure if you guys try it, you're going to love it as well. It's a neuroscience drink, so if you're someone who's pretty into your health and wellness and trying to take better care of yourself, you're going to love this stuff. So... If you head over to drinkarepper.com, you can read all about their science. I've got a few different products. I love taking the capsules every morning. I have the powder throughout my smoothies and on my yogurt, and I drink their drinks pretty much every single day. The performance drink is just incredible. As a replacement kind of for coffee or energy drinks, gives you a clean, um, all-natural ingredient, little burst of energy, and it's delicious, blackcurrant flavored. It's a juice, so you're going to love it. And also, if you head over to their website, drinkarepper.com, you can learn about the science, but most importantly, you can use the code good human and get a big 25% off all of their products and learn everything you need to know on their website. So go check that out. It's actually brain awareness month this month. So good month to go check it out and try to do something for your brain. Thanks to those legends for always supporting. Okay, Brent, this guy is 
a bloody legend. I love getting to have this chat. He has such an interesting story from growing up in the western suburbs in Sydney, um, having ADHD and maybe a couple learning and difficulties managing his emotions he said and talked me through which was really interesting and great to see someone so vulnerable and sharing that he then got into the scene of um managing and promoting for nightclubs where he blew up and did really well with it he then moved over to dubai and this part of his story fascinated me did i think seven years he said in dubai and yeah loved it but then got sent home because basically of covid and having to come back to australia um you're gonna love some of the stories from, from there super interesting then when he was back in Australia, he got on Married at First Sight where he was known as one of the really nice guys on there. Australia loved him and I actually didn't watch the show, but it was really cool to hear him talk about that experience and what that was like doing reality TV. But then what we talked a lot on was his new venture, which is Moss X Daily, which is a CMOS, which is a superfood. And as you guys know, I'm very into my health and wellness and trying to find products that can make my life better, make me perform better and make my health better. So I love getting to know this story. You guys are going to love it too. If you enjoy this podcast, do me a huge favor, go and hit that like or subscribe button, share it with a friend, or most importantly, just leave us a little review or share something on uh, your Instagram or your social media, letting people know what you thought of the episode because I do all this podcast myself, all the editing, all the distribution, all the trying to grow it and marketing, and if you guys can help me out with that, I'd be so appreciative. I love getting to put these con- this content out and these podcasts out for free for you all to get value from. So if you want to do me a little kind favor, hit that like or subscribe, give us five stars, share it around with a friend. And if you want to do me a huge favor, go over to thegoodhumanfactory.com, learn all about my mental health workshops, learn about the community we have with the 1% Club and learn about the merch we have with really powerful messaging. You can use code podcast for a big 25% off everything over on thegoodhumanfactory.com as well. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to Good Humans Podcast, Brent Vitiello. How you going, brother? Oh, I'm good, mate. Uh, thank you for having me. It's mate. been a pleasure. Mate, thank it's you for... Been six seconds already. <laughs> mate, it's been nice to get to catch up real briefly before we started recording, but yeah, up here on the Gold Coast, doing a bit of work. You said you're up in Brisbane this morning. Do you want to let us know what you're doing up in Brisbane? Sounds like you're doing some nice stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are visiting... Uh, we're visiting people that have been on Moss for quite some time now, but specifically people that are, are going through illnesses, uh, cancer, going through the radiation and chemo phase. And obviously it's a, it's a punch to the system. So, you know, they're very lethargic, they're tired, they've got no energy, they're just in all sorts. And there's been a rise in people that are finding Moss has completely kind of, I wouldn't say bring them back to normal because that would be a, a real term, but I mean, in her own words, it brought her, made her feel human again. Wow. Um, where it's giving them that, that, that life and that energy back into their lives again to push them through. Now, the one we went through this morning was a single mom, uh, five kids, four kids, four kids. Yeah. Three kids, three kids. Couple I mean, kids. Lots couple kids. kids yeah. Right. Um, and she was going through, had a really rare cancer, um, done all the surgeries, the radiation caused, uh, numerous amounts of uh, skin conditions as well and CMOS like dramatically helps with that so psoriasis and and eczema so she's had some really really good results with it and you know she's a huge advocate for us yeah. so we kind of wanted to go there front on speak to her go along with the journey and uh, give her a year's free of, of, of all the moss for her and the family so good on you man it was a it was a beautiful experience actually Kind of makes it worth it. No, that's so beautiful. And I'm really excited to catch up to your story and talk about the CMOS and the amazing stuff you're doing now. 
because yeah, I'm so conscious of health products and putting yeah. stuff into our body. Obviously, this podcast is a lot around mental health and well-being and trying to give people great resources to take better care of themselves. So I'm excited to catch up to the CMOS part of your story, but there's plenty of other things that have gone on in your life to get there, which uh, I've done bits and pieces of research and sounds like you've lived quite the insane life is probably the word. <laughs> insane is probably, yeah, you've got, you're on the money with that one. It's, yeah. it's been up, it's been down, it's been all over the place, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's led me here, so I can't really complain. Yeah. Amazing. Well, the other thing I do do to start my podcast is a little cheers with Arepa, the sponsor of my podcast. You mm -hmm. said you've done plenty of research around products like this because of your product you have, and you have seen Arepa, but you hadn't tried it. So you did um, have one in front of you. My <laughs> beautiful partner. We did. We should. I was having a bit of a watch and stole your drink. But um, uh, as yeah. you can see, yeah, we, we've drank it. We like we're it. We're already so. halfway through it. But anyway, I'll give you a little cheers. Like another sip. Like. Get the brain going. And I was a bit disappointed you didn't bring some moss for our brain to get going too. But next time, would love to. Um, I even had to smuggle some for the here for the shoot in the in my bag. But uh, yeah, due to a couple of issues we're going through and, uh, and brand new packaging. In a couple of days, we'll go live again and I can't wait and push through. Can't wait to try it. So big thanks to a rapper for supporting the pod. But the other question I do always open Good Humans podcast with, and actually, I'm not going to guess what you might answer this, but what are you grateful for right now in life? Do you know if I had the to to think about that and to, to answer that, I haven't even asked myself that question in a long time. Really? Um, Take a second. No rush. But I know the answer. I think right now I'm grateful for the life I have. Um, I've overcome a lot of obstacles, especially mm. mentally. Uh, and right now, relationship-wise, I'm in a great place. Work-wise, great place. And I think the best part about it is I finally found a calling and a way to help people. Mm. Now, I know that might sound cheesy, but when you get to a certain age and you've done so much in your life, you don't really feel fulfillment unless you can kind of give back. And it's only now that, I mean, we just came back doing charity work. I took my partner with me. And when you see these kids' eyes light up and all of this stuff, all the materialistic things that you once wanted or had or, and all of that, that doesn't really mean the same mm. uh, or it doesn't really mean as much as it once did to you because, you know, there's, it's kind of like a, a higher calling. And it's a bit cliche, but it's different when you're experiencing it for yourself. So no, I feel you. It sounds, it's real similar to my story. I kind of like climbed, I use this analogy that I've read from a book somewhere. I can't remember. I think it's called the mountain is you, it might not even be from that book, but anyway, it talks about this idea that in life we kind of climb this mountain of like success and most people get to the top and then go, Oh, I'm not even that happy. And then they look across and there's another mountain of service of helping people. And that's the real mountain where you get the fulfillment at the top. Yeah, of. yeah. And it sounds like you're now climbing that service mountain and realizing, huh, oh, this is where I'm feeling far better than the kind of mountain of success in the eyes of what society tells us is success. Quite often people get there and go, Oh, I'm not even fulfilled. This, this isn't that good. Yeah. And yeah, yeah we've, um, we're going to get through your story because there's been a few mountains I think you've climbed along the journey. <laughs> but let's uh, let's go back to the start. I told you off air that we like to go through chronologically in uh, Good Humans podcast because I think people might not be able to relate to the story that they see of you on Married at First Sight or what they see of you with your beautiful um, CMOS, Moss X Daily that you're doing now. 
but they might be able to relate to somewhere along your story and see a bit of light in the end of their tunnel as well because it sounds like as you just said you're in a really beautiful place right now you've got a great partner you've got a great job um, business you're growing but I'm sure it wasn't always that way so we're going to go back to the start and we're going to work our way through so all right tell me about um your upbringing as much as you're willing to share but let's talk pre-high school what life was like as a kid where you grew up siblings family life anything I need to maybe know that you're willing to share that shaped you as a youngster? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I had a really good upbringing. Look, I've got some of the best parents in the world. They were split when I was born. So then I had my mom, um, at the time it was just my mom, then my dad had my, and then my stepmom. Um, and it was, it was a split there. And I mean, I grew up with that being normal, obviously, cause that's, that's all I knew. Um, lots of love for both sides, but I think it was kind of getting used to, it was the first time I ever felt, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, kind of, kind of anxiety, but it was hard to try and, dif- to try and choose, sorry, between where I'm supposed to live. Like sometimes you live mm-hmm. with your mom, sometimes you live with your dad. And that, that having to make choices, I think is where the first part of anxiety even started mm-hmm. in my life. Um, cause that was, that killed me. I remember, I remember that being the most awful thing I ever had to do, but I think growing up, I had a, a really good childhood. My, my parents are awesome. Yeah. Great people. Um, Siblings? Yeah. Three sisters, one brother. Oh, all from my dad. Three sisters too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, all from my dad, a uh, different mum. I'm the only one from my mum. Yeah. And look, we're all really close, man. Um, obviously, it's not like that when you're younger. Yeah. Well, we're close, but just... Yeah, kids just aren't too friendly with each other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like you don't you know what family love is until you get to an older an older age and you really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go into high school then. How's high school for you? High school's a pretty unique experience for a lot of people. I've had over 140 guests on this podcast now and never really heard anyone with a identical experience. So yeah, what was high school like for you? And where'd you grow up? Western Sydney, right? Western Sydney. You're okay. kind of around the Fairfield area. I mean, yeah. my dad grew up, uh, not grew up, he, he moved there, but it was around the, when it was a big Italian area mm-hmm. back then. Um, and yeah, so I went to, I went to high school out there and there's a lot of regrets. I was in like, let's just say the popular scene, mm-hmm. but in by doing that, you know, when you get older now and you start appreciating like piano and, and like sports stars. And I was like, if only I had discipline then, cause I mean, I had a bit of issues. I'd get into fights and I had, uh, uh, you know, issues with authority and mm. you just kind of wanted to be popular instead of focusing on what you should have focused on. Yeah. Um, so it's just a bit of this and that. And it was just, yeah, I don't know. You kind of focus on the silly things. Yeah. Um, and then I had a lot of issues with emotion, which turned to rage and stuff like that. So I couldn't, I couldn't handle emotion properly. So a lot of it did turn to fits of rage and fights and just rebelling um, for no particular reason. I think when we can't monitor our own, our own emotions and stuff Regular, like that, yeah. it's just kind of just turns outwards. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, yeah, there was nothing crazy. I didn't really push myself. It's, I just didn't, didn't have anything I really wanted to do either. Mm. So I didn't really have direction. But I think it was around that stage where I started getting into a lot of trouble. And then my dad used to be a, a bodybuilder and he kind of came into it and was just like, all right, we're going to put you into something. And I used to do Taekwondo for mm-hmm. my whole life and then soccer and then injuries. And, and then he was just like, all right, we need to kind of put all this energy you've got in your head and, and your body and just direct it. 
So I'm going to thank you for that one. Yeah, that that kind of changed my life. I love that you said you had regrets and kind of related it to um, like play piano and stuff. It's something that my sister brings up every now and then in her podcast. And it's something that I've reflected on from her saying it is like, I wish at school I learn an instrument or learn a language. I'm like, we have these like Two opportunities things. at school where you got six years in high school where you've got teachers teaching you stuff. And because we want to be cool, we don't maximize that opportunity. And it's like, I'm lucky now that I go and speak to kids at school like all the time, like every week. And like, you just want to just tell them so much. Like, <laughs> oh, and the funny thing is I remember when people like me came in and said like, school's the best years of your life. Make sure you do this and this and you don't listen. So I was like trying to get that cut through. It's so hard. And now we're at this age, you see someone playing an instrument. It's like, ma, that is Coolest amazing. Ever. People school, now, because like, I used to live in Dubai. Yeah. So you used to go there and everyone's speaking three, four different languages and you're just, then you're just looking at the guy from Australia with one language and you're like, Damn. Now that's cool. Now, like, it's yeah. just your way of thinking is just... In perspective so different. Eh? When you're <laughs> yes. a kid growing up in Western Sydney or in Sydney and you're at school playing sport, it's like yeah. sport, girls and parties are kind of the cool kids. And then crazy, eh? if you're doing changes. anything else, it's like, oh, the perspective change. But That's why I'm worried about speaking to kids and we were shaking like, you just don't. Play an instrument. Don't. <laughs> Stop trying to be cool. Just go and do it. In a couple of years, you'll know what I mean. Yeah. But it's... It's hard to to get them to actually understand it. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But man, let's um you said you weren't too sure what you wanted to do after your dad pulled you into a line a little bit, but I want to go down this path just real quickly of this lack of emotional regula- regulation that sounds like you had. Was there anything that changed or did you get any help or did you have any mentors around you that sort of started to pull you up? You said your dad did, but yeah, how did things change for you or did that come a little bit later in life or something you're still dealing with no i mean i think we're i think if you've got certain issues um i think you're always going to have them Mm. in a sense it's just how you handle them how you work on them them, you know as you get older um back then i never really used to face it uh you know you'd put all that extra energy into something that kind of it's a distraction and Mm. it's it can regulate bits and pieces but until you go to the core of it um you had someone like me that i was like you know, true blue smart ass. So I would be put into a, into like a, a psychiatrist office and they try and talk to me. And it took me 10 seconds before my mum would come in and kick me out and go get out. Cause I was just being too much, you know, you don't yeah, take yeah. it seriously. You don't understand the impact of it. You don't, you know, it, it's, it doesn't phase you at the time, yeah, yeah. but eventually it just kept getting worse and worse. And when you get to an older age and you try and have a serious relationship or your, um, or the fact that your, your anger is getting into getting you into trouble then you're just like okay well how long do you go on with this before you do something completely stupid and get into a lot more trouble than you're already in mm. and, and and ruin your life or or to the point that you know you keep pushing people away or you hurt this person and that person yeah. it's just that at a certain point you kind of sat and go all right well something needs to keep going done. like this yeah but there's some people who don't get that realization like you see I mean, I look at it like maturity is when you stop blaming, when you stop blaming your circumstances on external things and start going, okay, yeah. where's my role in this? What yeah. can, what am I going to do to change? And it, it, obviously it sounds like now you're far more aware of that and have the intelligence to be able to catch yourself when you want to, you know, lash out or blame other outcomes on, <clears throat> I mean, circumstances on mm. things that are out of your control. But yeah, it's really hard. Do you Have you ever got to a point where you feel like, there's a core of where it came from are you um sisters or brother in the same kind of realm of lashing out when they were younger as well or was it just you do you feel like it was maybe because you had that um upbringing like you said where mom and dad were separated before your brothers 
um, and your brother and sisters all had same mum and dad. Was that, do you think, maybe a bit of the core or? Look, I've bits and pieces. I to put a finger on. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't until the last two years where I went really deep into all of that. Mm. Um, two years I've gone real deep into, let's just say I had abandonment issues, but mm. I've never really been abandoned. So, you know, I never used yeah, to think yeah. that. But then, you know, you get someone who's professional that kind of helps you relate yeah. why you feel that way on these. It could be something minuscule. Mm. And then you're ignoring because you think it's nothing. But then they go, yeah, but that started here. That's a trigger. Then that yeah. started there and it started there and yeah, all. And then yeah. everything's built up now. Coming together. So you think someone's going to abandon you. You lash, you, you know. Mm. So it all starts from something tiny. Mm. Um, and I think like anxiety, depression and anger and rage has been in my dad's side of the family a little bit for quite some time. So mm. I think it was my, my dad, it was me, my cousin, my older cousin, same kind of thing where when it comes to emotion, hopeless at it. Yeah. It's just kind of a lash out or breakdown type of thing. Um, and we went through that for years and then we've all been basically diagnosed with ADHD. I think my, my younger brother copped it the hardest. He got a few different little things. Yeah. The only, so I see life. The only thing I see different between me and my brother is, he was told by professionals there's something wrong. He was brought up believing there's something wrong. Mm. So he's like, okay, well, what can I do that I have something wrong? Yeah. I wasn't. I was later diagnosed. I had already realized the, the world doesn't give a shit what you have or who you are, what you do. Like, they don't care. Mm. Even if you have to work harder, you've got to do it. Yeah. Um, so because I had that mentality first and then found out, oh, you've got this, 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 that. Then it was like, well, okay, I've got it now. I'm already yeah. doing what I'm doing. I, I don't have a choice. You manage it. You know what I mean? So I think it's just two different two different bits. But I mean, my brother does have it worse. So I'm not yeah. not taking it from him. He's gone as they go through quite a, quite a few different little things. But yeah, I think it just takes its toll. So mm. it kind of, I think we all have our own paths. But yeah, it sounds like you're learning though. It sounds like you're on the path now. Trying to be. <laughs> we're gonna get there <laughs> and far out there's, there's all these little things well not little things there's all these chapters in the middle that i'm excited to chat to you about so where did you think you said you weren't really sure what you wanted to do after school a bit lost mm -hmm. where when you finished school what was that next chapter for you well, so when i finished school i think it was it was an excitement of finally finishing mm. but didn't like then you kind of realize i had the best best high school and best cut like 11 and 12 was probably the best years of some of the best years of my life mm. um but i think i kind of went into fitness considering that's all i'd known my whole life yeah. so i went into fitness and i enjoyed it i actually did enjoy that but i think there's a certain point of of fitness and then just personal training and you hit a wall in personal training where you know you, you love learning it but once you're there I don't know. There was nothing there to hold my attention, mm. and my attention's—it's like a goldfish. It's like this is really good. Mm. Yeah, it's ADHD. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, unless you're completely passionate about it, it's not going to hold you. Yeah. And it took me a very long time to kind of figure what out, figure out what that was. Yeah. So fitness for a bit. Yeah. Got out of that. What was the next little period? Bouncing from job to job to job. Um, went through a dark period of not being able to find a job, full depression. Early 20s. Yeah. 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 Um, again, getting into trouble because you just got nothing there to kind of keep your attention. Um, and then there was just a dark period there because I think I'm just one, I'm one of those people that I need purpose. It's mm. purpose. I think that's the perfect word. Yeah. I need purpose. And without purpose, I, 
I crumble. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. So, yeah, it went through a real dark period and just got real low for a long time until until I got to a point where I realized I, I'm really good with people. No matter what, I'm really good at adapting to every personality, to be able to speak to anyone. It could mm-hmm. be a president, a prime minister, or it could be someone from the streets. It could be, it didn't matter. So yeah. I was really good at that. And then I kind of fell into... Uh, events and then and club events and stuff like that and then i found a bit more of a purpose i enjoyed that i enjoyed mm-hmm. that side of life so uh, until then yeah it was a real dark dark few years of not being not knowing what i was doing oh, yeah so then no you idea. started working in events in king's cross right yeah 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 tell me about that that was well i did bits and pieces through the years but that i ended up jumping onto an event that was at a club in king's cross and it was a friend of mine and he just asked me to come on board and help him we ended up turning this thing around and it became packed out. It was insane. It was really good until I got approached and said, Hey, would you like to run your own eventually in a, a bigger place here? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, this should be cool. So I ended up started doing that. Ended up going pretty good. Then one of my mates has taken over, has gone into different venues. The it venue trademark at the time was like, I want you to construct a team, the best team anyone's ever seen. And let's, let's take over this place. So we did, and then ended up breaking every record they've had. And Where just, was it? Trademark. 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 Now, it's, I think, a pop-up place, but <laughs> how everything's changed. But it was on the corner. Um, I can't even remember the. Uh, I don't know, like what, like World Bar was like. Because how old are you? Thirty-five. So this would have been like when you're twenty-two or like early twenties. This early twenties, I would say, twenty-four. Yeah, because it's like. When I was like 18, I'm 29. I was like, I only got like one or two years of the cross before, before I was it, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember going to like World Bar. World Bar is the only one that I can really even remember that I went to. Yeah. But yeah, interesting place. Yeah, them, so but. it was it was big. It was pretty much the it thing. Um, so you started to pull together events, having a bunch of people yeah. come to your events, selling out the place. Pretty much, pretty much. And I mean, as, as fun as it was and as, as much as we made a name and it was great, it, it, it also comes with trouble and, and and the jealousy and then all you're doing is partying so it's mm. not like you're, you're maximizing on it in all fairness it's taken me a long time to grow up yeah um so we just saw it as a the party thing easy money this is that like you, you never really took it seriously yeah. i never had a a serious mindset which is the, probably the biggest thing i regret but mm. i mean we all find our path because that's the thing you could could have taken it probably seriously and done quite well for yourself in that period but it's also like the free ticket, the partying, yeah. however you want to party kind yeah. of thing. I mean, if, even if at least I saved money, if I had half yeah. a brain. You know, you have people now, you got 18-year-olds that have like 100, 200 grand in the bank. I'm like, at that age, can you imagine? I, 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 there's no way. I wouldn't be trusted with it. Mm. No way. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it was just a thing. And then, yeah, when, they, when the cross kind of died out, there it was again. Boom. What do I do? What do I do? Where am I going? What am I going to do? And it was kind of a, yeah, it was a, again, I kind of, and then after that, I think I went into demolition, some friends of mine, and got my hands dirty. Didn't mind that, actually, to be fair. Uh, it's fun for a while, getting into construction. I yeah, did, just a while. I did carpentry for about a year, and a yeah. year was enough. Yeah, so it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah you reach that point where it's, it's kind of cool, kind of cool, and I do not want to get up out of bed. And then you start seeing all the older guys, and you're like, Wait a second. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait a second. Do I want to be one of them in a few years? Nothing against older tradies, but I'm like, watch them 
guys in there, like you know, old traders. Yeah, you, just, like, you oh. can't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I don't think I'd even have the heart or the energy to be able oh. to keep it up. It's, Longevity body goes through. Yeah. it's just like wild. Yeah, and then and I think it was just the, more the fact I want to own something. I want mm. I want something to be mine. Blah blah blah. So this is this is the mentality. But then I went low again. And I wasn't sure what to do. And I guess and then before you know it, you can see trouble starting again. I'm just like, okay, you know what? So I had eventually, I had seen an Australian go to, to Dubai. This is when I'm like, okay, I need my, I need something. I need something new. I need something new. I need something flashy. I need something. Someone posted Dubai. Before you know it, I'm, I'm looking at Pinterest. Pinterest made my, my brain go bang. I want Dubai. Look that. Wow. So I started doing that. Started saving, manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. I think I tried for a year to get over there. No one will talk to me. Then I ended up having an ex-girlfriend that knew I wanted to go. We broke up. So she went before me. <laughs> I was like, huh? It's like, well done. Yeah. But in fairness, she went over there, met someone. He then contacted me because oh, I've got this for you. If you want to come, I was like, cool. It happened. And I never looked back. Hard I was over there. Dubai though, hey? it's like, it was, at first, it, I mean, it's a lot easier now. Back yeah. then, it was much harder. Yeah. Um, but... You know, and then you go there and I, I literally pack up everything. I was like, I said to myself, I was like, I don't want trouble. I don't, I want to do something. I want to learn. These guys mm. have real money. I need to kind of, I need to change. Yeah. So I went over there by myself, knew nothing, knew no one. And you, where I was staying is not the nice parts of Dubai. Mm. It's like desert and, and you're just like, oh, oh shit, yeah. did I make a mistake? Mm. Did I read the, the flyer wrong? Have I looked at the wrong photos? You just, you start freaking out. Your brain goes nuts. But it didn't take long. I mean, look, like I said, good with people. I started getting my groove in there. Within seven months, I started making a bit more money because I used all my savings because you don't make much when you first go over. So I, I used all my savings to kind of push me through to stay there just a little bit longer because I was like, look, if I, if I go home empty-handed, I'm, I'm mm. done. I, I said to myself, look, I'm done. It's this. I'm never going to make it if I can't do this. And then seven months went my business partner into it. We started our own thing and we did really well over the years. So what were you doing there? You were... Well, same kind of thing. We were doing our own events, but we had our own agency. Yeah. Videography, photography. Like club promotion, was... getting like clubs. more people through the door. Yeah. The clubs day, and... day clubs, night clubs. There's a lot more money in there. Yeah, spend money on their mm. tables and their... And if you get commissions and... in certain places, commission there is insane. Yeah. You could book one person and they spend a million and a million dirhams let's just say give or take six seven hundred thousand dollars Australian yeah. in one night you know what your commission is on that that's 10 percent. what's yeah we're well, getting 10 percent commission on some customers mm. so wow. that's 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 just a standard that's one way to make money so people can make money quite easily and so but you then, just have a bunch of big clients who love working like love coming to the club because you look after them you can yeah 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 and then i started a lot of the big time like big Australian people would come over yeah. so that was good so you'd be like yeah cool you know set everything up for them and then I just started doing everything. I was then, then working for Adidas for a little bit there, um, doing doing like events and stuff like that for them. Then started doing just bits and pieces. Uh, and yeah, I was kind of doing like, I don't know what they call it, influencing now. I was doing bits and pieces for, over there for like brands and stuff. And then, yeah, that I ended up starting my own corporate events, yeah. kind of like a sister company to, to the agency there. Um, and my first my first contract was with British American, British, uh, American tobacco. Wow. Yeah. Big client. Big client. Huge yeah. client. Yeah. <laughs> <Big> budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was huge. And some people don't know, well, what's that? I'm like, well, pretty much own basically almost all of the uh, yeah, tobacco companies. companies. Yeah, cigarette companies. So 
And that was networking. Mm. Like the guy who came to meet me was someone I had met in Bondi and partied with a few times. Then he was there and he was high up in the, the whole Sri Lankan office the whole for the country. And so I looked after all of them. Wow. Um, so that's how that started. And right as that went off, I went traveling. It was great, celebrating COVID. Wow. Were you happy there? Were you loving life? Were you got Loved. to a point where you're killing it and you're happy and loving it? Yeah. Yeah. I reinvested into this business, thought this is the way to go. We're going to go hard in. It's all in. I found my calling, COVID. Lost pretty much everything. Wow. Yeah. So what happens there with COVID? How did it work? Was it just like got to go back to Australia, like visa-wise and stuff or like? Well, no, I, they didn't play with the visa. I mean, I was, no I had a visa there. I was fine, but it was they went into lockdown well before anyone else. Okay. So they wanted to play it safe. So it was just, couldn't do anything, couldn't yeah. go anywhere. Um, money seized, no government help. You, you kind of, you can't really do anything. So everything you've got now, you're just using to live mm. and pay rent as normal and do everything as normal. Yeah, you start um, backwards. Yeah, and I just traveled everywhere and just doing all this Spent stuff. a bunch of money, expecting to have the biggest year probably ever of income and profit. And yeah, then... yeah. And... Here's, here's a little fun fact. Before Bitcoin took off, I was going to put in $50,000. Had I done it then, I'd be worth. Oof. I would have got back up between 30 and 40 million. Wow. I think that's what, what the thing. So Because there would have been talk of like Bitcoin and stuff already pretty early over there. Yeah. Probably the people that you're spending time with, probably getting some advice. Like One of my good friends are... Not good friends, but a guy that was on this podcast. Do you know Julian Petroulis? Very well. Yeah, Jules is... He was actually on this podcast, but I took it down recently because he wanted to change a few things. But anyway, he's um yeah he's a good dude. So yeah yeah yeah. So I, I was with him a few times over there. Guy's smart as ever, man. Yeah. Just just living the life. Oh, so smart God, with money so and smart. crypto, and he's just the he's just wired different. There's a few humans on earth you can look at and just you have a conversation. Like he's just wired different, bro. He's, do you know much of his story? Bits and pieces. Fuck, script. The way that he like did this music festival that went like sixteen made millions of dollars. Made it, then, yeah, made millions at sixteen years old, and then lost it all though. But then made millions again doing yeah. buddy. Um, that's like one of the best ideas I've heard. When like you can buy like a meet and greet ticket, but then like the text message, like text this number to win a meet and greet ticket with Justin Bieber, and was having like making hundreds of thousands of dollars off each. Fifteen hundred dollar ticket you'd buy. I'm it's like, yeah, I know. Geez, it's it's outside the square. Yeah, that's what best. I mean. But you could see that his brain was already high functioning at a young age. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. At someone that just knew how to make money, yeah. knows how to like hustle, and I I respect it. Me too. I, I respect. I, it. I think it's so cool. So what you got uh, advice or you kind of thought? Okay, I'm going to invest in Bitcoin this year, and then yeah, had I done it, like, you know had what, I done it, I would have been a multi millionaire. Um, so you can imagine the regret. Of that, that mm. I think that I look that and COVID and then coming back to Australia with nothing destroyed me for years. Yeah, wow. So you come yes. back to Australia in twenty twenty, and yeah, yeah. What happens there? You come back, yeah, yeah. Don't have too much cash left after the trip to Dubai for years. You yeah. probably had moments where you had a bit of cash as well, and then yeah, you just yeah. came back with nothing. That must have been a big one on the ego. How's your mental health at this time? Terrible. Good. My mental health was was into the ground. I wouldn't wouldn't go near people. I um, had a handful of friends, the closest friends that I've got here. I was hanging out with them, but I wouldn't, didn't really want to do much. I was depressed, angry, just angry at the world. Um, the regret, I think I couldn't live with it for like very well. So, I mean, at the same time, I'm like, look, you're a man, you've got to keep going, whatever. My mate had uh, venues out in Sydney. So he's like, I got jobs for you. And I was like, 
let's go. Straight up, you know, once a bit of a lockdown was done, yeah. okay, let's go, let's start working. So I wasn't going to bitch moan and, and groan. Yeah. That's it. But I was down for years, mm. a good few years that I just didn't, I don't know, I just don't think I could forgive myself properly. About the Bitcoin thing? Or yeah, and just about, because every time you get influxes of money, I mean, no one can could have predicted something like COVID, yeah, yeah. but still I should have known better to, to manage guess, it as yeah, a just yeah. in case. If I invested before partying, mm. um, there'd be a big difference now. Mm. Would my life be like it is now? Probably not. So there's, there's ups and there's downs, but... It's only now that I've got that mindset. Now, watch when I get it, I'm just like, I don't care about partying. I don't mm. care about it at all. Mm. How do I make more? How do you put it into something different? Invest. Yeah. yeah make so money, make money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm not, I'm not going through that again. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, wow. So what? what's one of the things that sort of helped turn their mindset and their mental health around throughout that period or what was um that next stage before I guess Married at First Sight came around? Is that the next chapter? Look, I think I think at the end of the day, you, you sit there. No one's going to feel sorry for you. Mm. You're one in millions of people that are going through the exact same thing. Are you going to sit and cry about it, or are you going to go make something happen? Yeah, I refuse to believe that I couldn't do it again mm. and make the and make money. Refused, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, Forget yeah, it. I'm going to do it again. The hero. Yeah, like that's the it. Like, the, 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 no one likes a victim. You know what I mean? I can't make myself a victim. Everyone's been through it. Everyone was going through it. Yeah. So I was just like, look, enough's enough. Just keep hustling. You'll find your, your groove. I knew I would. Yeah. At least I got to a point after a couple of years, I was like, I know you'll find Something. your path and where you're supposed to be. Out of nowhere, we're going to lockdown again. I get a message. In the same month, I got a message from four different TV shows going, would you come on? Would you come on? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, sign. Sign. And then I'm like, well, I've got nothing else to do, you know, play with it cool, maybe I'll try this TV show. And didn't seem like a bad idea at the time. Um, and then kind of, yeah, went head first. Just thought, all right, let's go. So Married at First Sight, the biggest one there is, had you watched it before? No. When they approached you know me. you know much about it? When they approached me, I, I didn't know much about it. I'd probably seen it on the TV maybe twice because my parents watch it. Yeah. When I come from from walk Dubai. And when, yeah, and walk past the kind yeah. type thing. So I was never... Never into it. But once I started talking to them and getting into it, I was like, okay, I should probably watch a season to kind of figure out what's going on, which I think worked in the favor because when I used to get um, Zoom called and they would mm. be interviewing me, I'd be watching it live at the same time and just like commentating and the producers were pissing themselves. And they're like, oh, you'd be great for this. I was like, oh, okay, cool, maybe. Mm. And then, yeah, I guess I kind of made it. And then last minute I went, no, not doing it. I don't want this. Yeah, because how did your love life been up to this point? Terrible. Terrible. I, I hadn't actually dated. Really? Dated at all since I had gotten back. That's three years. Wow. I just wouldn't, I, I wasn't in the mindset for it either. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's where, you know, I just thought, oh, whatever. Let's just let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's try it. Tell me about the show. Give me a, I, 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 I never watched that show. I've had another guest on, Ryan Gallagher. Ryan? Was he on? Yeah, he's a married first time. Anyway, he um. Anyway, he um. Uh, he's been on the pod and talking to him about it. It seems so interesting, like that show, like rocking up and just getting married. And you ended up with a stitch up of a chick. My, like <laughs> minimal research I did, you were the good guy on the show. Which, to be honest, in all honesty, for the I guess backstory of your life, like working in clubs, blah blah, you could have been painted as like the 
bad guy almost now that I've met you. But then like she came across as like the yeah. absolute yeah I think good person. And you know you one thing of... I noticed. One thing I noticed where like I wasn't sure how to be perceived, but I just mm. swore I was just gonna be myself. Yeah, I'm always down for a laugh. Whatever. Yeah. I ain't no innocent boy. I'll, I'll tell you that much. And God, I can be annoying. And I know I've got my faults. Um, stop looking at me like that. <laughs> um, but like I'm fully aware. So, but I think it's it's also stressful. I've noticed that people when they go onto the experiment and they, at first, you you've got a a lot of people have in their mind they've got a certain way they want to be and they've mm. got a, a character they want to portray, whether it's the bitchy person or it's this right. or it's that. And then once you've been in it long enough, the the anxiety and the stress and the you watch people fold. And I don't think some people even mean half the stuff they do and say because mm. you don't realize you're doing it until kind of after. And so I kind of understand people acting out in certain yeah. ways. I mean, there were certain times I completely lost it as well, whether you see it or not. It's yeah. true. We're all human. But um, but watching it back, yes, I, I she made me look like the good person. <laughs> really like hers. I was just laughing throughout a lot of it. Yeah. Honestly, it was it was funny. Um, quite intense. You know, like cameras in your face all the time yeah. is intense, but I love new things. I love like st- stimulation of something yeah, yeah, like that. So for the ADHD, I'm just like, cool, new stuff. Yeah, oh, it's all flashy. Oh, it's going on. Yeah, 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 like that. <laughs> it's like a puppy with like new toys. Um, so I mean, like I, I enjoyed it. it. It is tough after it. Yeah, tell me about the after it. What was tough about after it? <laughs> I feel bad saying that because I came off looking great. Cool. Everyone loved me. Mm. But with the person I am and the expectations I have of myself, you come off then expecting so much more. Mm. You think, all right, you're in the, you were in the limelight or people know who you are. You should be up here yeah. and you, I have a, a set standard that should be even higher mm. and I want to be even higher than that. And then when it doesn't go that way, you start beating yourself up. So I went through like the shittest stages of just people like oh, the high life and you're doing this, this, that. I had zero dollars in my account a lot of the time. Yeah, wow. And you'd get so low and I don't care if people know this. Yeah, zero, zero. And it was stressful because I stress over money. Yeah, I bet. With the same concept of I know I won't stay like that. I've, I know something. I know what, what I, you know, something's coming. I feel it. I can, I, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway. But yeah, I went through some tough stages and you, then you don't want anyone to know that you've hit zero. That's the thing as well. You've got this perception after being on the show, like yeah. well-cut guy, life's good. Yeah. But then there's what's actually happening. We're on Jack Miller's season. Yeah. Hey, Jack's a good friend of mine. Oh, nice. Hey. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I love Jack. He, yeah, he was like the real good guy too. He's like the biggest legend. He's yeah, he's, a he's, nice a, he's a, just a beautiful human. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. He's been on the pod as well, actually. Yeah. His story is really cool, but... Yeah, that's that's funny that you're on that season. I should have put two and two together on mm. that one. So you get out, you're a bit think like from the outside, you probably like growing this big social following. People think you kind of live in this epic life, but then where do you go after that? Back into sort of the hospitality scene, or is that when you're like, all right, I need to find something new. I want to make something of, I guess, this growth of a profile. I guess you'd call it. And do something that's not just influencing. It's like, I want to do something more. So how long after that does um the idea around the Moss and CMOS come into your world? Well, look, you know, I think once we came off, you, you enjoy, there's a period where I think within the first year, you kind of enjoy, I think all the hype, the parties, the events, and you kind of just roll with it, which is fun. But when you come off the show, it doesn't air for another three yeah. or four months after anyway. So you go straight back into normal work. Yeah. And the only thing people know is what's either 
shared on social media or when it starts popping on TV, like mm. little bits. And I think it was the first released or leaked. Yeah. Um, and then, because from the from the cross days, the one of the Daily Mail guys knew me from then. So as soon as I was whispered, he knew exactly who I was. Yeah. Bang, leaked. It's like, uh. so, and that was a crossover I didn't know, I didn't see coming because I didn't know anything of that, of, of what maths and what it brought and nothing like that yet. Um, but yeah, so the first year is just kind of enjoying, yeah. like loving it. You, you meet so many people, they're running up to you on the streets. It was cool. You yeah. know, it was, it was really good. I don't, I can't complain about it. It was, it was really nice experience. And I know a lot of people don't go through nice experiences mm. and it was hell for them. So it's just a hit and miss in that situation. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you goes past and then, you know, I'm still kind of in and out of uh, hospitality because you haven't found the path yet. Things slowed down. We didn't necessarily didn't want to be influencers. You never cast yourself as yeah, an influencer. Exactly. You're just someone that's known from TV. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only title you can have. Yeah. You may have been liked from TV, but yeah. like, we're not actors. Yeah, yeah. And you're not some big time show and it's not like it's a skill. Mm. So it's nothing that you can brag about either. So you've got to find your path. And I knew about CMOS for quite some time. And then I eventually spoken to another person when we started chatting about the whole CMOS movement. We all both had the same idea. This was sick. Like, I've wanted to do this, wanted to do this. And so, where'd you hear about CMOS? Dr. Sebi was the first time I'd ever heard about CMOS. He's a natural holistic doctor. He was the one that used to go against all about the, uh, you know, uh, pharmaceutical, the big pharma, mm -hmm. and talk about holistic ways of healing the body. And he used to swear, and any big doctor, was like swears by CMOS. See, until I've seen yours, I haven't seen or heard about it ever. Oh, okay. Uh, so I feel like I've been living under a rock. Yeah. So it, but look, it's becoming mainstream now, but the mm. thing is, it's not new. See, people think it's a new fad, but CMOS has been around for generations. Yeah. Where we get it from, where it's harvested, it is generational. Yeah. It's only, no wonder they're so, you know, they're, they're just thriving in that sense because yeah. they're, it's just a, the normal thing for them. Yeah. And by thriving, it's a third world country. So mm. they're not, there's a lot of stuff they're not thriving in, but it's just so many benefits for the human body. And anyone who knows about it swears by what it can do. Mm. And then Dr. Semi uh, mysteriously died. And they reckon it was the whole big farm, I think. Who knew? But now it's, I think it's too mainstream for anyone to kind of shut CMOS down. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's just so been. You and a friend have an idea. You're like, oh, I've heard about it too. What yeah. was the next step? Because it's well, bloody hard to start a business, and to start a business in a product, a consumer product, is makes it harder again. And then to do a health product ends up with lots of sort of legalities and things around it. Correct to build a business that's going to be consumed by people. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's always a worry about when it comes to like you know um, people having to consume something that you are giving them, and then you're in the limelight as well. But I mean, at the point where I had a, a big Instagram following and I think better, better yet, it's, there were a lot of loyal people on there, mm -hmm. proper, proper people that are following you, fans that you're talking yeah. to. So I was like, okay, right now with the big following and everything, this is the time to do it because yeah. you can hit a lot more people and actually get this message across. Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, this is, we came up with a strategy and I knew what it was going to be. I knew how it was going to work. One, it's education. Mm -hmm. Educate people on what CMOS is. It's mm -hmm. going to take some time, but you do it. Next one would be then, okay, market. How are you going to market this to people? How are you going to get them to believe what it is? Yeah. And then things just like getting it forward and, and making sure this works. And, yeah. you know, 
it was very tough. I had started with someone. It didn't work out with them and then fell into, because, because it fell out, I fell out with someone doing the same I was with it. I fell into where it was in Timor because then I was like, okay, that was a connect. I didn't have, I didn't have a, an outlet to find it. And I was like, okay, I need to go find the purest, the best. I still need to do it the way I wanted. Mm. So for anyone that wants to know, CMOS is sold in the dried sense. It's a, the yeah. dried one at 50 grams, pretty much per, per jar. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to give the fresh, pure CMOS straight from the, from the ocean. Mm. And no one had done it like that. No one at all. And I understand why there's a lot of, a lot of ins and outs, a lot of things that you have to get through to be able to get it to someone. Yeah. Um, it's so fresh. It's oxygenated. It's, it's hard to kind of send that out when you've got a courier system that I won't mention that keeps yeah, storing it in the heat. But yeah, I mean, there's been ups, ups and downs, but we, we eventually found it you know, in all through the islands in Timor. I had it over there. And when I had it for the first time, I was like, okay, this is what that There's is. raw? Raw. Well, yeah. Okay, so I pulled it out of the ocean and chewed on it. That's and a seaweed, then, correct? Yeah. Pretty much. It's yeah. a rare seaweed. And then I ended up putting it in the blender. We, we, we okay, put it in fresh water. Yeah. You know, put it in the blender, added water, blended it like that, and just hopped it back. And mm. I mean, it doesn't taste the best, uh, but it was, let's just say, almost immediate. Tell me about the benefits. Yeah. Tell me about the benefits now that you know probably done a bunch of research and mm -hmm. probably have some testing and stuff with your products compared to others. So tell me yeah. about the, um, the benefits and then let's talk about your products compared to the other ones. Sure. Okay. So I think the number one thing that I noticed straight away, I'll tell you about the benefit was energy, fast acting, fast acting, sorry, energy, um, laser focus. So I've got ADHD, don't take prescriptions. So you've got something that kind of, which is perfect narrow view. It was, it was probably the best thing that ever that's made me go down. It started making me work at a high functioning level and I could concentrate. It's never something I couldn't do. Mm. Regulated my sleep. Now that was a new one that the people on the island taught me because there weren't any studies for that. And they were like, trust me, you watch, you see. This is a whole family. It was funny. You watch, you watch. Okay. Started having it, having, having it. Bang, I was falling asleep. And I've got, I've had sleep issues my whole life. Mm. But I started, um, yeah, falling asleep uh, pretty much the same time, almost every night. Wow. So it starts regulating your sleep, and you got the stomach issues. Um, so it fixes your gut health, okay, heart yeah. health, skin is incredible for skin, yeah. psoriasis, yeah, eczema, everything. Now I've been doing face masks with the gel. With the with the, so CMOS, especially yeah. this one because it's so pure, it works externally as well as it does internally. Wow. So you can consume it. And then you can put it, I, I, I've done hair masks on my girlfriend. I've done face masks on my mother, on myself. Beauty therapists do needling. She did needling, I, I got needling done too. Mm -hmm. And they, in the aftermath of, of the mask, 20 minutes, it's it's mm -hmm. got healing agents for the skin. So mm -hmm. it's some next level stuff. Um, upping your libido. <laughs> we can all benefit works. from that. Yeah, and I mean, immune boosting because it's got 95 plus vitamins and minerals. Wow. And that's the reason why I do the CMOS the way I do it is wet, pure, fresh from the ocean. Because once you dry it out, you're losing most of those nutrients. Mm. And I refuse to do it that way. And I just released a video that showed 50 grams, what it looks like dried and can hold that in your hand mm. like this. And then released 400 grams. And that's what I put in my tins compared to what they put in their jars. 
400 grams of fresh and it's a bowl about that big mm-hmm. right yeah, so wow. it's a huge difference yeah yeah and um that's the that's the goal and it's just trying to get it to as many people as i can it's i just i personally believe it's life-changing mm. and i'm trying to get people to really understand this isn't a fad this isn't a thing it's the purest superfood you could have and it's been used by cultures for generations for generations but not just got to a point where it can be commercialized in a way that people can get the pure stuff unless they're eating it raw from timor or one of the countries that are farming it yeah so do you want to tell me a bit about the foundation that you created as well because not only is this an incredible product for the consumer you're giving back to communities and helping people with what you're doing so do you want to explain to me a bit about the foundation you've created as well excuse me yeah um so this is why everything does happen for a reason because i mean again i wasn't supposed to be getting it from timor i had a different whole different idea but when i went to timor and i started as we're going to the islands it all started with people on the side of the road now there were kids from the age of about four to eight or sometimes you see really old people on the side of the road holding something up so it could be a fish could be seamoss sugar salt um piece of clothing and i was like well, so what's you know asking i was asking one of the elders there what, what's to go with this and it was being translated to me and it was basically like they're selling it for oil they sell everything for a dollar i go why a dollar i was like well that's like the going type thing on the side of the road you sell it for a dollar but that dollar can feed their family for the rest of the, the, the day so hence i'm going okay so they're doing all this for one dollar one dollar one dream so mm. this is where the idea came from because you got kids doing everything to try and feed their family for that just that one dollar for a day um and that kind of hit home and then you start thinking well, well these people are going to be helping you harvest this CMOS. They do it the right way. And we want them to keep it, you know, sustainably farmed and everything. So, and mind you, can I just say, every time we use the word farmed, someone gets so angry. I'm like, well, you know, harvesting and farmed is kind of the same word. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I had to carry a thesaurus, but I thought I'd just state that one. Um, but yeah, we wanted to be able to keep it traditional, the mm-hmm. way they do it, sustainable, and then a way to give back. So we, we created this branding and we created the the one dollar one dream to give back to these communities and now because we the more we grow the more we're having to hire all these people and it's great because they love it because they bring their family members and they bring their cousins and different islands like they come floating in from all different places and when we went back again which was just recent every place we had been to you can start seeing new new bricks infrastructure Infra- built, yeah, yeah. And it, i mean it's nothing crazy but the, you can already see it start building it's building the economy there for them you infl- yeah. influxing cash to them obviously to create your processing over there so, so how yeah. does it work over there now that's where it's farmed and packaged in timor everything's done there wow. so instead of you know traveling here there and everywhere basically the, the idea is they harvest and farm it all straight from each farm that's there okay then once it's pulled out pulled out in bulk Mm-hmm. And this is not, they don't go through the waters because it's one of the most biodiverse, diverse, sorry, one of the most biodiverse reefs in the world. So the the, the sea moss grabs its nutrients from the fish, the coral, and it's just pure. And they use canoes. Mm-hmm. It's all canoes. There's no speedboats, no no pollution. They go bring it all in with their, their canoes. They bring it in bulk. Big nets. Yeah. Yep. Comes in. They basically, we all soak it. It comes in into the warehouse. It gets soaked. And then just in pure spring water, soaked. 
And then it gets measured. They start measuring it out. And then we start blending. So 400, 400, 400. And then you, before you know it, we've got a, an army in there. And they're just doing everything. Everything is done by hand. And it's just done beautifully. Yeah, and then last time I was there, I, I we started doing videos and how it's done. So I went through this small process of it. Yeah. Of, you know, putting the, the tins and containers through, uh, blending it, adding all the, the products in uh, by products. It's just all natural everything's just natural mm. you know from from a, a sweetener that comes from a dried fruit and and a little bit of like lime juice lemon juice flavoring it's just it's a beautiful process yeah but then watching it done in such a, a on such a scale mm. is, is is really cool that's so cool so how did it come it comes in like a gel correct in a tin can yeah so it's like a it's like a gel or you could say like a, a fruit puree okay kind of like that yeah. that's the texture you get from it um it's almost like baby food at times, which is okay. great. I don't mind it. And you um, just have a spoonful or two spoonfuls a day and that's your... Yeah, yeah, big take. tablespoon. That's what you'd have. Uh, some people do the shakes. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to tell people how to use it. So you, you, look, I, I'm i one of those psychopathic people that can just bang anything yeah. straight. If it's really good, I'm, I'm down, straight yeah. down. Um, some people do shakes, juices. Uh, I did. I used one as jam oh, yeah. uh, on toast. Um, yoga, it's just about anything you can. And mix it through, yeah. I can imagine like yogurt granola could be a little add through. A bit of honey. Mm, and you said so you got a few different flavors that go with it. Do you want to explain maybe a few of the products for if people listening? Hopefully, but by the time this has come out, I feel like you'll be back ready to send them out to people. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you've got, okay, so there's the raw. So yeah. the raw is obviously we've just taken it, we've just made it kind of taste almost like nothing. Yeah. Now I'm taking away the sea taste and everything, but it's for the more the gym goers and people that usually do just have it in shakes because yeah. it would taste us. Yeah. Then you've got a, a coconut for people that like the whole coconut side. It's actually um, when we bring it out instead of soaking in water, we soak it in coconut water mm. straight from the trees. It's it's brilliant. That's cool. Um, you get the acai, which is like a sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think I like a lot. A lot of people like that one. Yeah. But the favorites lychee and apple. It's much sweeter. Yeah. Um, it is the crowd favorite right now. And by the time this kind of, hopefully our new flavor is in production, one or two new flavors, I think these ones are going to just slap. It's going to be epic. So yeah, putting some good stuff together. So those together. ones will just be two spoonfuls in the morning, bang, you've got your energy and you've got your antioxidants, you've got your healthy stuff through you for the day. Yeah. You've pretty much taken everything that you need and I do it twice a day. So nice. yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It kind of gets you away from having so many different like coffees and caffeine. Mm-hmm. But whereas if you have that, it, it kind of spreads out that energy yeah. uh, throughout the day. So you can be like real functional throughout, which is something we all want. Mate, I'm so excited to try it. I'm going to have to, when you're back getting them out there, I'll yep. be the first customer because yep. um, I'm, I'm pumped to try it, I think. I and promise I we're telling, putting you on, yeah, the, on the top was, list. Yeah, and I was telling you as well, I'm doing this 100K run and I see on your website you've got – um like sachets of it as well. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like single use version of it as well. So yeah. you can take them on sort of expeditions for me running, which is going to be epic. But All right. We'll get you a little like, like fanny pack type thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll get fill them up for you when you're yeah, running. Yeah, yeah. Fill the pockets up. But no, nah, it's going to be, it's going to be good fun trying to test this stuff out. Cause it seems like it's gone amazing. And I saw that you got some big media attention recently, eh? Vogue Britain. Uh, yeah. We got British Vogue um, featured in British Vogue, which was, Okay. Yeah, that was a really, really big moment um, for number me and the whole team. Number one health product, yeah. Was that number number one? one up the top there with the health products, which is which is awesome. Um, and that was 
that was a big thing to be put in there. So we're waiting to get the hard copy so it really hits home. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and then, yeah, we had another article yesterday in the business journal. So it was, it's starting to get noticed a lot in different places. Mm-hmm. But um, without saying too much, in the next three weeks to a month is going to be our biggest push yet. Okay. So we've just done, we've just come back, did the initiative with One Dollar One Dream. So we pushed out and did a lot of that. We're going to do another one in a couple of months. But what we've got now pushing forward with Moss and the, uh, all new packaging and all new things, we've mm. got some big movements. It's going to happen, I reckon, right when this episode is coming out. So if you're listening to this episode, make sure you go check out um, Brent and also Moss X on Instagram because I'm sure there's going to be some big announcements right around the time of this coming out. Yeah, it's it's going to make waves. This one's going to be a big one. And I'm uh, I'm like a child again. I'm like a little kid waiting for this to come out. It's just a really exciting opportunity and it's an exciting experience so should be good mate well I'm, I'm super excited to watch where the journey's going because it's been um quite the roller coaster it seems like your life you've gone through obviously a childhood where you said you kind of had some issues with i guess anger and um your adhd undiagnosed probably was a big part of that as well into just not feeling sorry for yourself and having times where your mental health was in the drain i guess you'd call it but then always stepping forward and showing up and trying something else to get to where you wanted to be. And with all the difficulties that come with life, as in for you, when you're in Dubai and you finally get something that, yes, I've got my thing that's working for me, COVID happens. And to not take that as a give up sign, but as a, okay, what's next sign? And the maths little part of your story. I love that you obviously came across as an amazing bloke as you, as you obviously are, but then utilizing that, and not using it as like a shallow thing. Like so many people would just go straight down the route of, as you said, it's not really influencing, but this profile growth and then using that to do brand deals and this and that, but you've utilized that amazing audience and loyal fan base to not only sell them a product, but sell them a product that's going to make their life better, which is a true testament to what you said at the start, I think. And that's really finding what your purpose is and trying to give back in the world and realizing that's what makes you feel good. And now with the work that you're doing with the foundation as well, like hats off to you, dude, like you're literally going to create an economy for a country and a place that, yeah, doesn't normally get that sort of influx of cash mm-hmm. into it. So you should be super proud because I'm excited for where it's going to go. I'm going to definitely be taking a bunch of it. I think over the next year or two, which is, I'll be checking. I know, I know where this is now. So I'm going to come check in, make yeah. sure there's a moss is stocked up all the time. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll get some to my sister and Fisher too. I'm sure they'll be pretty excited to try it out, which would be a good one. For yeah. You, but perfect. Man, what, um, what, where can anyone find you on socials, on website and stuff? Just now's the time to push anyone where you want to push them for yeah a little moment. And then I'll ask you one last question that I ask everyone on the podcast. So All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Moss X Daily. That's M-O-S X Daily. That's on Instagram. Um, yeah. I'm Brent Leon underscore. And yeah. Why is it Brent Leon? <laughs> so Leon's my middle name. Okay. Right. And it's just because. You know, you just want something shorter. Mm. So I think I ended up just doing Brent Leon uh, when I opened the first Instagram and it just kind of looked good. I was like, mm. all right, okay, kind of like an ego, uh, yeah. ego alter ego alter, type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, that can be like a stage name type thing. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'll just roll with it. And it kind of stuck. Then I got kicked out of my account and Brent Leon disappeared. Oh, no way. Yeah, uh, fake accounts. Oh. And then I got blamed for it somehow. For, oh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was it. So I kind of just stuck. And I just, yeah, went on with it. Amazing. That was it. So Brent Lee on an Instagram. Uh, it's Moss X. Is it Moss X Daily on Instagram? Yeah. 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 So the, the thing behind that is 
most times daily, most every day. Yeah. 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 You got to take it every day. I love every. that. And say so this is probably another reason why you went for Brent Leon because your bloody last name's pretty hard to pronounce. <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name? Vitiello. Vitiello. Yeah, All right. Nice. I needed that because I'm going to ask you, what does being a good human mean to Brent Vitiello? Uh, look, to me, being a good human is being good to others, taking care of your family and just loving people for who they are. Mate, very well said. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you got stuck in traffic for a long time to get down here from Brisbane today. It's um, a beautiful day on the Gold Coast. So I'm going to let you run, go check into your Airbnb, have a nice little weekend with your beautiful partner. And mate, thank you. can't wait to follow the journey. I'll be a big fan and I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast is going to get around it too. So thanks for jumping on Good Humans Podcast. Appreciate you, man. Champion. Legend. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.